0: Now let us hear this morning's scripture.
1: Our first reading is from Mark chapter 8 verse 31 through chapter 9 verse 1 from the New International Version. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power.
2: Our second reading is Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 8. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain, where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they, were no, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus.
0: May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you, Don and Kathy. Today we continue our Lenten series again and again throughout scripture, and throughout our lives, again and again, we see and we experience stories of suffering and brokenness. At the same time, again and again, in the midst of the chaos of life, we are reminded of God's love. Again and again, God shows up, and again and again, we are forgiven, and we are mercifully shown the way. Last week, we remembered that again and again, God meets us. Wherever we are, God is near to us, with us through the good times and the difficult. This week, we remember that again and again, God calls us to listen. In today's scripture, we can easily see ourselves as Peter— quick to speak, but not so quick to listen. This has been a year of hard truths, realizing our own mortality, and that we, the highly privileged of the United States, are not as safe and secure as we thought. Pandemics affect us, too. We realize the hard truth that Our freedom to do whatever we want and whatever we choose to visit whomever we would like can be taken away by nothing bigger than a microscopic virus. We learn the hard truth that those with darker skin pigments have a very different lived experience than those of us with lighter skin. And a different lived experience is not often valued the same as our own. And then finally, we realize the hard truth that we will never be the same. Life will never be the same as it was a year ago. We are tasked with finding this new normal yet again. The Reverend T. Denise Anderson says, "'Hard truths trouble the waters.'" Of our understanding and challenge notions of what is real. Hard truths trouble the waters of our understanding and challenge notions of what is real. If that doesn't describe the past year, then I don't know what does. And if we look at our scripture for today and what happened when Peter heard the hard truths of Jesus's fate, we can see that right there in the story. Jesus predicts this agonizing death and and his resurrection. And Peter was confused. Just before this, Peter had named Jesus the Messiah the chosen one who was finally going to save the Jewish people from persecution and oppression under Roman rule. So how then could that Messiah, Jesus, talk like this, act like he is going to be treated this way, saying he must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, the very people who should believe him, and that he must be killed if he was the Messiah, then how could this be? So Peter wanted to quiet Jesus. In verse 32 of today's scripture, it says that Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Could you imagine this? Jesus speaking, and Peter comes up to him and and motions to the others, one minute please. And takes Jesus by the elbow and then leads him over to the side and says, Jesus, what are you thinking? Why are you talking like this? This is not how the Messiah is going to be treated. You are wrong. This is what you're going to do, Jesus. Imagine speaking to Jesus like this. And then Jesus says to Peter, excuse me, sir, um, what are you doing? Who do you think you are talking to here if I am the Messiah? And he rightly puts Peter in his place. And he says, no, you need to hear this, Peter. This is what it means to be my disciple. Deny yourself, pick up my cross, and follow me. This is the hard truth that you need to know and hear and listen to. And yet even after this exchange, when Peter treats Jesus like this, When Peter fails to listen, Jesus doesn't give up on Peter. He takes Peter along with James and John up to the top of the mountain to witness his transfiguration. And what they saw on the top of that mountain was probably more in line to what Peter was thinking about with the Messiah. Jesus's clothes are become had happened but something had happened there had been this moment of clarity where they saw and they heard they had been shown the truth Peter now understood who Jesus was and what exactly that meant And what Jesus said, he realized was true, that he was going to suffer. He was going to be rejected by those very people who should have supported him the most. He was going to be killed, and he was going to rise again. Like Peter, again and again, we are implored to listen, especially when what we hear is unsettling whether it's from God or others around us. Listening is this, an act of humility. It's an acknowledgement that we don't have all of the information and that sometimes, in fact, we're wrong and that we must depend on others. It's an acknowledgement that we must depend on others to illuminate us so that we can change direction to repent And turn back toward God and where God is calling us so that we can learn and grow in a new way. It is through listening that we are able to be transformed. This past year has been full of hard truths. And they were hard truths because we were faced with our own ignorance. We had to acknowledge our own ignorance and our own frailty. I remember watching the news last January, hearing about this new virus, COVID-19, and thinking to myself, oh, wow, that sounds really bad for them. What if it somehow comes over here? And then I quickly thought, oh no, I'm being dramatic. It's not going to come here in Ohio. In many different ways, this past year has enabled us to truly listen to God's voice, to, to take all of that white noise and quiet it so that we can hear where and how God is speaking to us. Like Peter and James and John up on that mountain, we were faced with this moment of clarity, this opportunity to see truth, where our own reality can be transfigured and transformed, completely and utterly changed to the way that God is calling us to live. We have been given the opportunity to hear God's voice, to hear what is important and hear what's really not important. And to recognize that the picture, even here in the United States, it's not all rosy and sunshine. That our siblings of color have had a very different and a very difficult lived experience. And it's time for us to listen and to be transformed. After the year that we've had, it's so easy to allow ourselves to stay trapped in shame and guilt and embarrassment that we didn't see what was going on in front of our eyes and to blame. Like the person in the poem that Dana read for us this morning, why have you not spoken up about it when in fact people god are screaming screaming to be heard but allowing ourselves to remain trapped that would mean that although our reality has been transfigured we have been given this opportunity to be transformed we have chosen not to take it we have chosen not to listen to god's voice The Lenten season is this time where we are able to intentionally reflect. We take the time for these 40 days plus Sundays to reflect on God, to reflect on who God is and how God is calling us as followers of Jesus to live differently, to be transformed, especially after this past year. Because of the love that God has shown us, meeting us where we are, loving us always and forever and even if. God meets us where we are on this journey, beckoning us, begging us even to listen, to examine the things in which our hearts are invested, to question how important is our comfort to us? Are we willing to listen to the hard truths and be changed by them, even if it proves to be difficult? Or are we committed to the status quo? Because it might be imperfect, but it's familiar. If there's one truth in my life, the poem said, that unfolds again and again, it is the need to listen. For again and again, I will try with good intentions to act and to walk with love. But again and again, I will make mistakes. Again and again, I will say the wrong thing. Again and again, they will call me Peter. And again and again, they will be right. So again and again, I will pray for the truth A truth that ricochets for ears that will listen, my ears that will listen, and for a space to hold the truth, to hold God's truth. If people are screaming, if God is screaming, and to be clear, they are. I do not want to miss it. Amen and amen. During this next song, I invite you to share any joys or concerns that you have with us knowing that if you share them in the comments on Facebook that the world can see on the internet. If you would like to share um, in a more private space you can email us on our website. Um, You can go on the top right corner there's a prayer request button and you can click that and you can send us a prayer and we will be praying with you and for you as a community. That is one of the joys that we get to to have and to, to hold while we are yet physically apart. So let us go to our Lord and prepare our hearts for prayer with this song. As we wait for prayers to come in this morning, I do want to um, draw your attention to the prayer wall that is behind me. This is the prayer wall that we had during our um, Ash Wednesday service up here at the front while we were um, leading the service, and you are invited to take this. You received this if you got one of the Lenten goody bags, I'm going to call them, the Lenten bags. And um, it's a piece of, or two pieces of trash bag. And we are repurposing and to write your prayers on them, there's a prayer prompt and a card um, with it. And you can bring these in and weave it or tie it onto this ampersand knowing that again and again, God listens to our prayers and we are able to come to Jesus and to pray. And we'll leave it here throughout the season of Lent, um, and we'll watch as the ampersand fills up with our prayers, knowing that we are praying with one another. The, The church is open each weekday morning um, and until about 12 30 and the the doors are open you can come into the church come into the sanctuary and pray and kneel and spend time here in this space in this holy space i do want to share a few of the prayers that have come through marla asked for prayers who for jessica who lost her sister in an unexpected accident. Prayers for Vanessa to find her inner strength and peace. And Jen asked for prayers of thanksgiving, um, that God's message was delivered effectively and thoughtfully and clear, cl- fully. Thanks, definitely not clearly right now. Uh, thanks to all who had a hand in today's service, Yes. And then Kathy asked for prayers for her father Bill as he prepares to undergo heart surgery. They are in the prep stage and doctors will decide the best approach this week. Gail asked for prayers for their neighbor Robin who is diagnosed with leukemia and is in hospice. Prayers for his family in dealing with this sad news. We know that there are many prayers and Facebook is just being ornery today and so I'm a little concerned that I'm not seeing all of the prayers but know that God hears them and that is the wonderful and the beautiful thing that no matter where we are and no matter if we say that out loud or think it or have a half a thought God knows what is on our hearts. Kathy says she is thankful for new friends in her life. Yes. Yes. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Listening God. Take what is closed in us and open it. Take what is distracted in us and settle it. Take what is hurting in us and hold it. Take any And all parts of us that create distance from you. For often we are like Peter, oh God. We argue what we don't know. We fear what we can't see. And we almost always speak sooner than we should. We speak sooner than listening. So open us and settle us. Hold us and forgive us. Because we do long to hear you more clearly. And we long to hear you and know you more fully. Again and again, we know that you are with us. In every breath and every step, you are there. You, God, meet us where we are. You are before and behind, above and below, within and around us. You have heard our prayers this morning the list of people, the situations that are on our minds and our hearts. May your Holy Spirit be poured out on those for whom we have prayed and also on the many that we have not lifted aloud. God, you listen to the quiet whispers of our hearts and you respond with your loving wisdom. And so we pray silently to you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, you invite us in. You meet us where we are. You hear our prayers. And God, you forgive us. Thank you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' beautiful name as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It is so good to be worshiping together today. I pray that as you leave this space and this time together, may your mouth speak God's goodness. May your arms hold those in need. May your feet walk towards justice. May your heart trust its worth. May your soul dance in God's grace. And may this be your rhythm, again and again and again, until God's promised day. In the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, go with courage, go with heart, go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Go and listen this week. Have a fantastic week.
3: God we gather as our people to raise our song above they be free I here in shame, so afraid of who they are and who they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith in you.